Have you ever wondered what hypnosis might be and what it can do for you? You've come to the right place. Welcome to Hypnosis Everywhere with your host, Inez Simpson. This is the show that talks to everyone from the experienced practitioner to the cautiously curious and, yes, even the skeptics. Now, here's Inez Simpson. Well, welcome to Hypnosis Everywhere today, and uh, we have a great guest on today. And you know how I bring you guests from around the world, because this is Hypnosis Everywhere, which means I think everything is hypnosis, and it is practiced in many, many places. So uh, my guest is Daniel Gamini, and he is from, Le- well, well, we're, we're just going to say he's from, uh, Be- you're Beirut, close enough to Beirut, right? Yeah. In Beirut? Yeah. Okay. Greater Beirut area. Like a, yeah. So from the center. Uh, we're from, anyway, so that's where we're from. And we're going to go and ask how he came to hypnosis and give him a little bit of an introduction himself, please. So, Daniel, sort of just start off and just tell me a little bit about yourself and how it, you came to hypnosis in a very sort of just fast, a little. Fast, you know, okay, yeah, uh, briefly. Um, yeah. um, we're talking about it um, minutes ago. Anyway, the, uh, my name is Daniel Ganime. Okay, um, I'm from Lebanon, as you can see. And um, actually, the, uh, the thing of hyp- hypnotherapy itself, uh, it came as um, like um, something as a surprise. I was uh, doing uh, morphopsychology, um, and my, um, my teaching doctor, she told me that uh, there's someone giving um, a course in, uh, in hypnotherapy. So I, I just went there and, and I joined for curiosity. And um, as I was saying, you know, the, we were like a group that uh, hasn't been, uh, um, you know, like collaborating a lot with in, in, in time uh, management. So uh, we had to finish the, the training course in at least like two or three months. So uh, the instructor was repeating everything on and on and on. So it went like compounding in our minds. And then I, um, I ended up being um, a hypnotherapist somehow. I didn't practice. And then uh, he gave me once um, a, a video of um, Jerry Kine uh, performing a weight loss session. So I was like, boom. Okay, who's that guy? I went searching for him. And, um, and, and I ended up like contacting Hans Rudy yeah. at Omni. Yeah. And... And um, so I, um, so I ended up like uh, contacting uh, Hans Rudi Wiff at the, at the Omni Hypnosis Center, and uh, I enrolled in the in the program, and um, I was like munching over it for for a month, day on, day off, um, and then I ended up having my first client. All of a sudden, um, my my doctor, you know, like the the the, the teaching doctor, she has her own clinic. So she sent me the first, and then it goes, I'm there. Wow. So, and I mean, that's what we have in common. We've both uh, Jerry's kids. And um, I've, actually, I have interviewed quite a few Jerry's kids, but I have given it over to all sides of hypnosis, too. So, um, But I, I tend to sort of really like Jerry's stuff because that's what I was really indoctrinated by hypnosis because the guy was awesome he could just he had charisma coming out of his ears you know and you could see that on video you could feel it you could sense it didn't matter that you didn't touch him for real exactly I I mean I was very privileged because I got to see him very quite often live right so but uh even now, today, you could easily just watch those videos of his and you learn so much. 
Yeah. And and you feel you feel you feel part of the video. You never you know I've I've done a lot of training like online training, CBTs, you know like um, you know classroom trainings, universities, what you name it. Cherry had this certain kind of charisma that even on a VHS tape that has been worn out, <laughs> you feel like you're part of it. You yes. feel like okay, these are my classmates rather than like you're looking at at a certain just I don't know, movie or something. Yeah. You're part of it. And this is something very unique and, and something very special. I don't know um, if one day someone like that will come back. But um, this person has left a huge mark on everyone that has yes. been passing and in his um, trainings and whatever formation. I don't know what you call it. I call, I call it, like as you said, indoctrination. It's amazing. <laughs> it sounds negative, but it's not. Because no, 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 no. That when I said that, I yeah. thought you know whatever. So let's um, talk a little bit about your um, what's morphopsychology. 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 Yeah. Yeah. That um, so tell us a little bit about that because you've done some pretty. Yeah, morpho morpho psychology is um, okay. I can call it like a, a psychological uh, or psychoanalysis tool. Um, you study it for two years at, um, you know, with someone that has been aggregated by the French Society of Morphopsychology based in Paris. And then you end up having the, um, an exam of um, getting um, a certain profile of a person, a photo, and then you analyze it. The, the, whole, the whole thing, the whole aspect of morphopsychology is getting a photo of someone and knowing the personality not even from the photo or just face-to-face, -face, but you end up having this kind of uh, thing um, by the facial measurements and, um, and the facial traits of a person. And uh, you will be able to analyze what happened with him or her in the past and uh, how does he or she adapt in her work or his workplace and, um, and what's happening in his family or her family and the um, the partnership between two how does it work if this personality works with the other personality just by seeing the photo and it can be used in criminology it can be used in recruitment it can be used in aesthetics and which is and here is the, the most important part some people they have let's call them um, you know like like a beak um, um, nose and they they, they are very uh, very authoritarian kind of uh, personality thing. And they go and do a plastic surgery and they have this infantile, um, you know, like um, nose with a very small thing. And guess what? And if they don't change their like way of acting or reacting, they end up having the same nose again. And this is how, you know, like, um, you know, plastic surgeons, they say, yeah, some bones will grow or something like that will happen. And, and some people, they won't believe it, but, you know, if, if your crow uh, feet will grow by time due to excessive laughter and happiness, um, <laughs> guess what? You know, you never grow them if you are very rigid. And if you, if you are um, like um, a motivated person, you feel like it's like a train, you know, like the TGV, you know, the, 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 the speed, speed train. You look at it and you look at the wagon and like a, an old train. One is just very chopped, one like 190 degrees by the rail. The other one is very aerodynamic. This one was designed to be fast. The other one was designed to be slow. And these are the, the laws of expansion and retraction. So you say like 
most of the people, they are like expanded, like dilated. They are so easygoing. They talk a lot, you know, they're talkative, they're fun. You know, you just see that they're like, they, they, they react and interact, but you can see a retracted person, a very stiff looking, someone skinny as a rail, you know, they not even one wrinkle. And you know that is like a Gustavo SS military kind of inquisition, <laughs> Spanish inquisition. You can see them in movies. They are like that. And this, these, these characters, they, they, you will understand later on. They need their elective place. They need their place to recharge. They need a place to, you know, like to, to feel secure. So that's why when they are reacting, retracted, it's like a, a very small uh, tree. It won't attract birds and the big trees. They attract birds. It's laws of nature. And people are from nature. And we are just like one from that. And then you, you end up understanding quite a lot of things. Well, you, you were and, saying uh, before the show, Daniel, before the show, you were saying, is this right? That if you have two people who haven't met, you don't, let's say, two yeah. have a relationship? Yeah, 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 yeah. big time. If, I, I, can, I can tell the people who are listening now. If there are couples now, the um, you know Valentine's Day and stuff. If they 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 just pick up the the photos. If they they come from two different places, even if they are interracial, you know I can I can just do that. The, you put the photos before they met each other, and if they have lived with each other for more like five to ten years, and if, if they really love each other, and they had this kind of relationship, and they just connected. If they look at the photos now they might end, end up being shaken by they have the same smile the same way they like squint they, their eyes you know they <laughs> they have the same the same you know like cheekbones sometimes they have the same um you know like the facial expressions not not the ones that we are looking at we're looking at the facial traits the, the shape of the face will change and they will say like whoa why it happened like that and sometimes if you can just check them out, you know, like you will see if, if you, you see one in the, in the relationship that is not white, has not one trait from the other, you see there's um, something coming, like there's a tsunami on the way. <laughs> and this, this comes in handy when you're working with couples and you're working with, uh, with all kind of these kind of problems. So once you just start checking these personalities, not to judge, but only to understand you will be able to adapt to the situation and choose your, you know, like semantics and your wordings and the ways you have to uh, go digging for ISEs. And it's like... Uh, and you better it's, tell so an ISE is initial sensitizing event. Sensitizing event, which, yeah. which is the, the, the thing that triggered, you know, like that, that has at the, at the root cause of all your phobias, your fears, your problems, your psychosomatic illnesses, yeah. your obesity. It's, it's, it's there. So... Um, so sometimes you, 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 you can't remember it, and, um, but it, it leaves a mark on your face. Yes. It depends where. Sometimes you see someone with the, with the uh, mouth that is a bit to the, to the inside, and then you understand that some, most of the time it has been repressed not to talk. And uh, sometimes you see someone with, whose eyes... No, no, not you. <laughs> No, and sometimes just, you see you see someone someone whose eyes are very deep inside. You know, like sometimes you feel like th these people they have seen things that they shouldn't have seen, and it's affected them. And you have the the levels on the face where the, the lower part, from the nose to the chin, it's the uh, instinctive part. 
like let's say food, sex, and money. And you have the, uh, the from underneath your nose to the mid line that passes through your eyes. That's the affective or the emotional part, which is you know like how you react. That's why you know so most, most of affected people you have like these kind of um, apple. Um, you know what I call them pomet of in French is like these um, yeah. you know apple like cheekbones and cheeks, yeah, yeah apple cheeks yeah they they get and, and you see someone who has been squashed emotionally you'll see them like that they will, they will be squashed to the inside you won't see apple cheeks so and and then from the from the eyes up to the to the head that's the cerebral cerebral part and you, you can see the the receptivity of the person if they uh, if you look at them and then you see how how stubborn they are how dynamic they are how they you can be able to see you know how the the, the idea flows if they are imaginative, if they are visual, if they are, you can see everything like that. So you will be able to be, a, to have a head start on any analysis or on any uncovering technique by just looking at the photo of the person. Sometimes you go like, we're not going to say um, we're, um, we're stalking people, but sometimes they just contact you and then you go check them on Facebook. You look at the photo. Okay, most probably I know what's happening. Huh, interesting, interesting, and it's already getting close to break, but not quite. So we got about a minute to fill here. So, oh, it's only thirty seconds. So, when we come back, we'll start getting some of the other subjects because you have quite an intricate sort of skills set. So I'm, I'm very interested <laughs> yeah, in how you all amalgamate everything like that. It's great. So we're yeah. going to go to break, and we'll see you on the other side. <laughs> Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. We know lasers are in use in almost every aspect of the medical profession these days. Now there's a powerful, unique, and safe laser you can use at home. Quantum scalar wave lasers using Tesla technology allow the body to do what it does best, heal itself. Scalar wave lasers work down to the cellular level and can even reset cellular memory for outstanding outcomes. The quantum lasers use three different wavelengths in one laser for optimum results. It's government approved and safe for home use. For more information, visit Simpson Protocol slash lasers or click the banner on this show's webpage. Hi, Inez Simpson here, the host of Hypnosis Everywhere on Voice America, and I'm here to give myself a plug. I want to plug three things that give me joy in my practice. First is working one-on-one with clients to work with them to get the outcome they desire. And as you know from the show, hypnosis covers a broad spectrum. And as a Voice America listener, I'm offering you a free consult. If you're curious or you feel hypnosis may help you and you want to find out more, go to inezsimpson.com and click on my client page. Second, mentoring. I love to work with hypnotists, new or who've been in the field for some time, and they want to change things up or move ahead or whatever it may be. You can find out everything at inezsimpson.com forward slash mentoring. Third thing, the Simpson Protocol. I'm passionate about teaching hypnosis and especially Simpson Protocol, which I teach around the world. And you can find out all about that at simpsonprotocol.com. Talk soon. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. 
listening to Hypnosis Everywhere, The Simpson Protocol. To reach the show today, please call into 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to Inez. That's I-N-E-S at InezSimpson.com. Now, back to this week's program. Well, welcome back. And we're going to ask Daniel to tell us a little bit about the hypnosis aspect of all the stuff he does. So, yeah, just Actually, uh, as you said, Lou, everything is hypnosis. It really is everything is hypnosis. And um, sometimes, um, like I, I'm, I was telling you before, you know, when I, when I started shifting toward like the, the academic, let's call it, the, the, the structural part of hypnosis, I, I had the um, the way of doing things like from guided imagery to bypassing critical factor without knowing how am I doing it. I didn't know that I'm doing that, and um, I, I can remember once we ha- we were having um, a class. You're quiet again, Daniel. You just did something. Okay, me? Yeah. yeah. Now, is it working? Oh, we can hear. We can hear you. Yeah, better? it's better. Okay, can you can you hear me? That's good. That's better. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I was uh, I was saying uh, hypnosis. Academic. Okay, sorry. Yeah, and and then it happened. It happened once that uh, we were in an in, like international negotiation class in uh, in university, and we had to introduce each other in a certain way to make people feel it. So I ended up having like you know turning off the lights, putting uh, some cold of a uh, very nostalgic music. And I worked on the imagery so hard that when I turned on the light, I found tears in the eyes of everyone. I was like, what the hell happened here? I didn't know that. <laughs> and when I, when I started learning about hypnosis, it's like I was doing that. And everybody is doing that. Media is doing that. TV is doing that. Yes. You know, like the, the priests, like, you know, like religious people everywhere, they're doing that. We, like, even the doctor, when they take their file and throw it in front of you and say, like, uh, man, I, I don't know how to tell you that. You're just a bypass your critical factor. You're done. You're doomed. When you tell <laughs> your, your kids, you know, like uh, if your kid falls on the floor and said, like, why didn't you look in front of you? This this kid is devastated. I'm a failure. And, and then they come to you later on. And then if, and, and if, they, if they tell them, okay, like there's um, a snake, run away. And then they have this programmed inside them. And then I went like searching and then we ended up having like the neuroscience behind it. And we have all these alpha, beta, theta, delta waves. And you find yourself, you know, Bruce Lipton is talking about from zero to six. And why don't you believe that there is hypnosis? You you want the evidence based. They gave you the evidence based. You you don't believe it even. And And then they... and, and that's that's the problem. You know, they tell you, why aren't you using it in medical schools and stuff? But you're using it in medical schools. All the, you know, like, at, at, at least now we have more than 20% of French um, hospitals they're using it. In, in the UK, you know, they're using it. In Belgium, they're using it. In Switzerland, they're, the, like, over the top using it. Everybody's using it. Well, why don't you use it? And in 200 years of practice, there's not a single problem. You have more issues with, with religious and doctors, you know, than, than having with hypnotherapists and hypnotists. Yeah, okay, I, the, the, person, the person is, is the issue, is not the practice. 
Most people have been hypnotized to be scared of it. That's why. Exactly. Because they, they started with them from Donald Duck and Mickey Mouse, <laughs> Tom and Jerry, you know, like you, you just have been raised. Even my, my kids, they now they, they tell people that this is a hoax, you know, that, that, that hypnosis is not like that. Hypnosis helped me with my tummy ache. Hypnosis helped me, you know, getting rid of all my problems at school. And, you know, using metaphor when you're just telling them about like Red Riding Hood and like, why does it work with you when you tell them a more moral uh, thing from Fable de la Fontaine or something like these kind of uh, stories? Uh, you get them with guided imageries, you bombard them, and then you tell them there is no hypnosis. So, um, uh, He says you might have to hold your mic out, it's uh, tucked in or something, because it still goes up and down. Okay, so, uh, I'll keep it this way. Is it good? Right now, I Not guess it's good. good. Anyway, yeah. yeah. But get passionate, because then you bring your voice yeah. up. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> we like it when we, when we talk loud, I like it. <laughs> So, so, but you seriously, do, you do a lot of work with uh, children, like directly with kids for yeah, directly and indirectly. Actually, most of the children they come, they end up working with their parents. Ah. You find like a high anxiety with children with separated parents, and then you end up having these children told, you know, they they tell the parents at school to take them do um, you know like um some sort of a report at a psychotherapist and to check for ADHD and that type of anxieties. And then um, sometimes they have like autistic traits and they go for to check them. And, and when, when you talk to their parents on the side, you know, you end up having, okay, what are you doing to your kids? You have to just be careful. You know, I, I was telling someone um, that if, if, if I stay with you for five minutes, I will go nuts. A small kid with you like that will just jump over the uh, overboard, you know. So sometimes parents they don't uh, they don't you know like um, pay attention to what they're saying and how they're saying it and how it is affecting their kids from zero to six. So yeah, what we do, yeah, just to, to say to say, keep them away from having this initial sensitizing event happening. So I, I tell them I don't want to see your kids when they're thirty five. I better see you now at 35 and leave your kids, you know, doing great later on. So yeah, um, it's, it's a very important. And I think that teaching the parents is good. And we have talked about this on the show before, but I really want to address that because I think there's so much to learn. And because you, you don't, it's not your fault and all that kind of stuff because you were treated that way and you didn't know. So there's not about blame or fault but what it is is about learning how to speak to your kids. Exactly. And here where, where, where we go back to emotional intelligence. Yeah. We hear about emotional intelligence here, emotional intelligence this and that. We, we just look at the professoral core, you know, the, the educational or, um, you know, like the, uh, the teachers at schools. They send them for trainings for emotional intelligence. They send, you know, managers and leaders to do emotional intelligence. And what they do, they come back, they throw the book, they, they just say, it doesn't work, I don't need it. And then they keep on doing whatever they've been doing before. If it wasn't that important, why are you doing it? Why everyone is doing it? Stop spending your money. No, it works. Be aware of your emotions. Be aware of your reactions. Be aware of your impulses and the way you say things. I mean, 
choose when to be dynamic and lose your microphone and choose when to be just calm and collected and talk to the person. Because as I say, like in the, the these kind of um, Irish proverbs, as we call them, the, uh, the Murphy's Law, if you see someone on the street, um, a crazy guy and a, and a sane guy just having a fight, if you're staying away from, from far away, you wouldn't understand who's the, um, the crazy and who's the sane. So if you see a mother talking to her kid about, you know, like the time that it's taking them to, uh, to, um, to, what I call it, uh, to study mm-hmm. and they go crazy, you know, they have the, or their hair is puffed. <laughs> and, um, you know, if, if you talk to, to your kid like that and you don't control your emotions, how can you learn the emotional control for your kid? Treat your kids the way you want your kids to behave. Your action will create their reaction. And here we go to some something else when we're talking about the stress levels, anxiety, and we're talking about the, the fight or flight mode. You know, there's at the moment there aren't no dinosaurs or cyber tooth tigers and and lions. We have mothers, we have fathers, we have teachers, <laughs> we have yeah. we have husbands and wives. You know. And when, when these kids are in an anxiety situation and so much stress from exams and from the way the, the parents are treating each other or treating them, guess what? They are in fight or flight mode. All the time. They're, 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 yeah, they're, their system is not functioning anymore. They're, sorry, their immune system is stopped until this wave passes. Especially and, and, today, right? Because we have so much information sent us exactly we are bombarded by lots of information yeah and um, you know like i, I read a book it's uh, the, the, subtle, the subtle art of not giving a fuck so it's uh, <laughs> i don't know if we can say that you know uh, the, uh, this this <laughs> book this man is cool it's a book it's a, it's a number one um, book okay but it's it's called about the high expectations of this uh, this new generation of looking of being a vip all the time this is putting too much stress on kids. This is putting too much, um, you know, like uh, demands and, and expectations, and they end up being stressed. And guess what? When you're stressed, your, your adrenal gland is doing its work. Your cortisol level hormones are just really high, and your analytical system is poof, gone away. Your, your logical system is away. When you're stressed, you become dumber. You, when you're stressed, you're not supposed to be smart. It, is, it works like that. So stressing your kids by telling them to be good in school, it will fire back. It, it's just like it will actually backfire or fire back, and it will fire anyway. <laughs> but at the end of the day, you know, um, this, is, this is what is happening. We're doing, like, the things backward. And then we, we just, the, 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 the child is born most of the time, perfect. And um, as we say, the road to hell is paved with good intention. And we just would distort them in so many ways. At the end of the day, we say like, we don't need a hypnotherapist or psychotherapist, let's give them a pill. And let's do legislation and be, be politically correct about it. And just if you don't give this pill to your child, you end up with um, something else. So, yeah. Oh, great. Anyway, we're going to another break, so off we go, and I'll see you on the other side. Okay. 
We know lasers are in use in almost every aspect of the medical profession these days. Now there's a powerful, unique, and safe laser you can use at home. Quantum scalar wave lasers using Tesla technology allow the body to do what it does best, heal itself. Scalar wave lasers work down to the cellular level and can even reset cellular memory for outstanding outcomes. The quantum lasers use three different wavelengths in one laser for optimum results. It's government approved and safe for home use. For more information, visit Simpson Protocol slash lasers or click the banner on this show's webpage. Hi, Inez Simpson here, the host of Hypnosis Everywhere on Voice America, and I'm here to give myself a plug. I want to plug three things that give me joy in my practice. First is working one-on-one with clients to work with them to get the outcome they desire. And as you know from the show, hypnosis covers a broad spectrum. And as a Voice America listener, I'm offering you a free consult. If you're curious or you feel hypnosis may help you and you want to find out more, go to InezSimpson.com and click on my client page. Second, mentoring. I love to work with hypnotists, new or who've been in the field for some time, and they want to change things up or move ahead or whatever it may be. You can find out everything at inezsimpson.com forward slash mentoring. Third thing, the Simpson Protocol. I'm passionate about teaching hypnosis and especially Simpson Protocol, which I teach around the world. And you can find out all about that at simpsonprotocol.com. Talk soon. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. Listening to Hypnosis Everywhere, The Simpson Protocol. To reach the show today, please call into 1 866 472 5792. That's 1 866 472 5792. You may also send an email to Inez, that's I N E S, at inezsimpson.com. Now, back to this week's program. Well, welcome back, and uh, we're just going to now talk, you know, Daniel's been telling you all the things that have been happening to kids and everything like that, so now he's going to act, tell you exactly how you can make that in a positive way now and shift it for you to help your kids. Yeah, actually, it's very important, you know, we were talking about the uh, the kids, how they are, um, you know, the kids are, are from, like, from zero to six years old, they are in state of hypnosis, because because they're, they're all, as I say, they are like a subconscious with two feet. So it's, uh, they're just running around and with legs. Uh, subconscious with legs, plenty of emotions and plenty of imagination and plenty of feelings, and, but they don't articulate well. They don't have enough vocabulary to, to react or, or to tell you what's happening with them. So what's going to happen? You have to take down to their own emotional level and to speak their language. Speaking their language meaning speaking with imagination, speaking with feelings. Tell them that it's okay to feel frightened. Tell them it's okay to feel bad about the exam. Tell them it's okay. But this is what we hear every day. But how to do it? Some, you know, you have to, you have to start checking out. You know, there are plenty of ways to check out the personality of your kid. Some kids are visual. Some kids are kind of static. Some some kids are auditory. It depends on your kid how if they if they learn by touch, if they learn by by looking, if they learn by hearing. So you, you have to, to 
to know. These are your kids. And at the end of the day, you can use lots of metaphor. Metaphor meaning all these stories that they, you can entice them to speak. Most of the parents, they have a big problem with kids. They say, like, my child doesn't say anything. I asked, I asked him yesterday, what did you do at school? He said, I can't remember. Or I don't know. They don't know to talk about it. And then I, I used some, some good, you know, like books from, from all over the place about metaphors. And one metaphor, which is quite interesting for kids, it's called the pebbles in the shoe. It's about, um, you know, like a parent, a, a father or a mother, it depends who's telling the story, that it's taking her kid or his kid, you know, boy or girl, on a trip. And it happened that the, uh, the kid wasn't able to continue the trip, not because he was tired, because there were pebbles in the shoe. So the parent took the shoe off and emptied the, the shoe, and there are lots of pebbles in it. And these pebbles, they can be people in your life. They can be students in your um, you know, playground and in your school. Who are the pebbles for you, my dear? Who are these? Are they teachers? Can you give me names for these pebbles? And you can just check them out and they will start talking about the pebbles. And every single day, because they want to mask their shyness being oppressed at school, okay, you can ask them how many pebbles you had today. And they will tell you. And they, you will be amazed. They will be speaking about like anger, rage, how they throw stones in a pond and how the pond could be filled of stones. And these stones will not make this, the fishies, you know, like swim. And um, let's remove all these angry stones until the, the fish can swim. And then the, you, you, will, you will be amazed how the kids will react to that. They will be amazed. Have time with your kids. Understand when the kids talk the most. Some kids, they like to talk before they go to sleep. Some kids, they like to talk in the car. Some kids, they like to talk while they're eating. And some kids, they like to talk just, you know, when on their way to school. Take this advantage and talk to them. You don't just get them when they're tired and then you talk to them when you can. Talk to them when they can. That's very important, actually. And do role-playing. Take all these monster-looking and good, nice dollies and tell them, who's that? You know, let's, let's talk about your teacher. Which one would you give to your teacher? And you'll be amazed. Sometimes they give it like a Barbie doll. And sometimes they give it a dinosaur or a monstrous face. And then you ask them why you're doing that. Why do, how, how is she reacting now? Let's put in the class some other dollies. Tell me who's there. And then they will put it. Usually we use that in hypnotherapy. Tell me who's there. Give me a report. You know, is it daytime or nighttime? Are you alone or someone with you? So in this case, you play these kind of things. And then sometimes you have to work with emotional freedom technique, the EFT, the tapping. You work with the kids. You have anxiety. You have, you know, irregular bowel syndrome. You have your kid that is not even able to go to school because they have pain in their stomach and the pain is real. They're, you don't tell them, okay, you're doing this just to stay at home to play with whatever what. No, just ask them what is worrying them and then learn how to do tapping. It's an amazing tool and you don't know how much the kids love it, especially when they do tapping on their teddy bear. When they do tapping on their teddy bear, they, they say the things 
they, they don't want to say out loud to you. They'll say like, okay, it's okay, teddy bear, to be scared. It's okay. So they, they and, and this way, they will be really, they, they raise up their emotional intelligence by knowing how to name the emotions, how to say them out loud, and how to free the emotions. Once they free the emotions, they're okay, they're fine. The pain is gone. The anxiety is gone. And, but, but for you, parents, if you want to teach them how to be emotionally um, aware, you have to be emotionally aware. Know what ticks you. And like Eric Burns say, like in transactional analysis, when you feel like the child, when you feel like your kid is your parent, Sometimes you go defending yourself in front of a five-year-old. I did everything for you. I did everything. I stayed the whole night awake doing your laundry. Why should you tell that to your child? Putting that in guilt and you know reprimanding them. That's your responsibility. But talk about what are the responsibilities of the kid. From eight, nine years old and go like what we call the brainstorming thing. You know, when they are like in adolescence. The changes will happen. But your kids from zero to six, you have to choose your words very well. And do understand me. As I said, there are the subconscious mind. As we say, the subconscious mind is likened to four-year-old child. So, And it doesn't work in negation. If you say, don't touch that, guess what? They will touch it. As if, I will tell you, don't think about a blue apple. You will think about it. And your kid is like that. There are subconscious on legs. You program them. They will be a victim of your own programming, not their own. So, so what's interesting about that is that that is one of the most difficult things for people to adjust because they've always said what they don't want or what they do. And even talking to their kids, the thought of saying, okay, this is thinking out what you're going to say because as you're saying it, you go to the don'ts. It's natural way of our, our talk. So you have to say, um, instead, I remember uh, the little thing that happened to me. I was doing some stuff. I was uh, changing my language about, I didn't like driving around in cities I didn't know, being lost, all that stuff. And I just say, well, it's not easy. And I started to use that form because it wasn't easy. But if I'd said it was hard, nothing would have changed. So the person has to take, you know, they say count to 10 before you get angry. But you need exactly. to count to 10 before you even talk about anything till you are becoming a little more proficient in talking in a positive way. So instead of saying, oh, I, I always forget that. So now I'm going to remember it. So you always say the positive. You don't say forget. You say positive and say, yeah. remember to stop at the, at the store. Remember to stop at the store. Don't say exactly. Don't forget so you, you don't you don't don't forget to do that. They will forget it. Yeah. You know, this is this is this thing because your subconscious mind will throw it away. Actually, I I do um I say you know, like I I tell everyone you know that you do some sort of a break when you are you feel like very anxious and angry about your kids. Do um um a water cup break. You know, just go for a sip of water. The you know the the, the trip to the kitchen to get a sip of water will do a reset for the whole anger thing. And by getting your awareness on drinking the water, you will reset the whole system. When you come back, you will be, you know, believe me, you will be different. You are different in every, every, in every way. You know, you just arrive to your kid and sometimes you forget what were you shouting about. <laughs> your kids, they are your kids, you know, they're not, they, 
Um, when I'm talking about that, you know, I, th- I talk to parents who want to change. Yeah. I'm not yes, talking about the parents the that are so stubborn, they don't want to change, or they feel like, okay, my, uh, my grandpa used to shout, my, my father used to shout, I will shout also. And that's the, you know, those are the people go that. in hypnotherapy when they're Exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. But so much can be done, and I agree with you uh, on that aspect, and it's really important. Just as usually, this show is teaching awareness to people. Just become aware. Listen to how you speak to them, and notice if it's negative, and then you say, oh, I'm supposed to say, remember to go there, and, and just exactly. start to train yourself. Yeah, and and, actually, actually. Yeah. Yeah, when when you tell when you tell your kids, you know, um, remember to do that. You know, remind me to do that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so engage your kids with responsibilities. When you call them soft responsibilities, when you go to the restaurant, what do you think we can order? Don't order for them. Let them order for you. And you will be surprised. They have so many things to tell you. Once they feel that they are really taken into account that they are part of this family, they are an active member in the family, you're asking their opinion about things, the whole paradigm will change. And this is where they will feel engaged. Until you do that, to start doing that, actually, watch out for your semantics, you know? Just look at your, um, at your vocabulary, the way you say it, no negation, and be aware of your own emotions and reactions so the kids will learn from you how to react. And remember, once you start talking to yourself that way, you'll start doing it naturally. Exactly. You'll notice what you say to yourself. And, and all human beings, they, they work better by practice, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> and, you know, I sort of... Uh, we're always talking about all these things on hypnosis everywhere, but you know, it's the compounding and what compounding is the more times you hear it, the more you'll start doing it in awareness and, and doing it by, you know, naturally. So exactly. yes, everything is hypnosis. You listen to any podcast, doesn't have to be about hypnosis, could be about anything about travel, could be about anything. We are in hypnosis whenever it's, we are being bypassed that critical factor and it goes into the subconscious. Exactly. And Again, we're going to break again. <laughs> it goes too fast, doesn't it? See you on That's the cool. Side. Okay. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. We know lasers are in use in almost every aspect of the medical profession these days. Now there's a powerful, unique, and safe laser you can use at home. Quantum scalar wave lasers using Tesla technology allow the body to do what it does best, heal itself. Scalar wave lasers work down to the cellular level and can even reset cellular memory for outstanding outcomes. The quantum lasers use three different wavelengths in one laser for optimum results. It's government approved and safe for home use. For more information, visit Simpson Protocol slash lasers or click the banner on this show's webpage. 
Hi, Inez Simpson here, the host of Hypnosis Everywhere on Voice America, and I'm here to give myself a plug. I want to plug three things that give me joy in my practice. First is working one-on-one with clients to work with them to get the outcome they desire. And as you know from the show, hypnosis covers a broad spectrum. And as a Voice America listener, I'm offering you a free consult. If you're curious or you feel hypnosis may help you and you want to find out more, go to inezsimpson.com and click on my client page. Second, mentoring. I love to work with hypnotists, new or who've been in the field for some time, and they want to change things up or move ahead or whatever it may be. You can find out everything at inezsimpson.com forward slash mentoring. Third thing, the Simpson Protocol. I'm passionate about teaching hypnosis and especially Simpson Protocol, which I teach around the world. And you can find out all about that at simpsonprotocol.com. Talk soon. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. Listening to Hypnosis Everywhere, The Simpson Protocol. To reach the show today, please call into 1 866 472 5792. That's 1 866 472 5792. You may also send an email to Inez, that's I N E S, at inezsimpson.com. Now, back to this week's program. Well, welcome back, everybody. And I just want to say that uh, we've been telling you how great EFT is and how kids enjoy it and all that. So uh, we just want to give you a great website to go visit. And it's one of my friends, and I'm sorry to say that he's now passed on, but it's uh, called uh, Ted Robinson on YouTube. And he teaches EFT to you, the whole thing. It's all free. Please take advantage of this man's skill. He was really the best guy I ever saw doing EFT, and uh, he's missed. Some of the good ones are gone. So anyway, take that into offense. So Daniel, um, can you now uh, maybe address, you know, because I really would like to know, um, I know as I travel around the world, I notice the different cultures and certain things, and you are very, you're in the Middle East right now, that's where you live, but you've lived other places and you've also worked other places. So just a little bit about culture and how it affects anything. Actually, the, um, the culture itself, you know, from Lebanese point of view, you know, being from Lebanon, okay, Lebanon is quite um, a mixture. It's like a big bowl of salad. You have the uh, the Western, Eastern, and sometimes you know, like extraterrestrials maybe here. <laughs> so uh, yeah, actually they they say like Heliopolis, Baalbek is is built by extraterrestrials. So I, I guess maybe we have ancestors somewhere on planet Mars. Anyway, the uh, the whole situation in in Lebanon has has made it quite intriguing and and quite special because due to the war that we passed through. We build a certain uh, affiliations to many cultures. So you, you will find people that are affiliated to Western, some people that are affiliated to Eastern culture, and some people that are just in between, depending on their geographical location and their backgrounds and where they come from. Some people, they, were, they, they went abroad and they came back with a different culture. So you have a big mix pool. Um, so what what happens here here in Lebanon, it was quite... Um, a challenge to uh, to put something like 
hypnosis or hypnotherapy due to all the religious um, aspect of it. And, um, you know, like getting there, you know, like you're a hypnotherapist, you're someone that is doing voodoo. I don't know what you're doing, just sorcery or witchcraft. And um, thanks to um, our common friend, Mona, um, we established the, uh, the syndicate you know, of uh, the Lebanese syndicate of hypnotherapists. And, um, and there is a, quite a nice group of intellects and um, dedicated um, good hypnotherapists here. And um, the, the voice was going even, you know, like around and globally. Here I am talking to you, one part of the whole group. So it's um, in the name of everyone. I would just thank Muna, that's one. And thank everyone that has been supporting each other in Lebanon on, on, this, on this level. And it has created a certain integrity about the, um, as I told you, it's like a sweet kind of elegant legal aspect of it. When they, when they come to you, they're not coming to someone that will um, throw incense or, uh, you know, wearing a very weird turnip on the head and then <laughs> talking about something with all due respect to all other practitioners. They're coming to hypnotherapists as a, as a therapist, as a clinical, as an office, as someone who knows and is bound by code of ethics, you know, and code of conduct. And this, this has changed. It made a whole toppling of a paradigm shift of the way we think about it. During my travels, I was like some other places, even in Europe, they, they still looking at it like, what do you, what do? You do? You do hypnotherapy. What's like a, you were gonna do hypnotize me? You know, don't look me in the eyes or something like that. Uh, but um, as we said, it's it's due to the Hollywoodish kind of uh, priming that we have received from day one. We once we opened our eyes to black and white TVs, and uh, now it's getting slimmer and slimmer. And it's like the, the the TV is getting slimmer, and we're getting fatter. I don't know what <laughs> what kind of compounding is that. So, <laughs> so, so the, the thing is, everyone needs to be educated. It's like you have to spoon feed everyone what is hypnosis and what is hypnotherapy. And and the thing is, what I discovered by talking to other people and the way they react to you in Lebanon, people they tend to give each other a, a lot of um, advice. And uh, the word of mouth travels in Lebanon faster than the speed of light. Again, <laughs> if Einstein was here, it was like in Lebanon, E equals MV square. It's like the voice you know, of, of people here. So the, the word travels really, really fast in here. And um, it's not like you get um, some sort of um, clients or, or patients. You get disciples. When you do your, your pre-talk, these people are so curious, they go Googling it and they go searching about it and then they end up being part of you. Well, you know, uh, we're getting very close to the end of the show here and I'm just wanting to know if you have anything that needs to be promoted for you uh, in Lebanon or anywhere else. Well, um, my name is Daniel Yanime, as I said. All the information can be, uh, you know, in the package that we have posted Perfect. on Facebook and okay. Instagram. So you click follow me and um, okay, we great. will meet somewhere. <laughs> so uh, I, it's been a, an honor talking to you, Daniel, because it's been fun. And besides, we know mutual friends. Uh, that's quite interesting. Mona was on the show and she talked about all those things and you just 
uh, compounded that a little. So that's great. So uh, next weekend, next week we have no idea. <laughs> we have the family name. Is. Actually, I have Stephanie Conkle on next week, and her and I both talk to the superconscious. And we're going to see and chat about each other, and just see where we meet and where we differ, and it'll be great. And you know, yeah. I, the more people I call, call talking to the superconscious is. Uh, and Jerry used to talk to the superconscious. He didn't tell it all everybody, but he did a lot yeah, of exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. And so understand that next week we'll she'll we'll have a great show because Stephanie is an awesome person, and I've only met her I think fleetingly, but we've been Facebook friends forever. We near you start to believe that you know people very closely. So um, do you want to say? Yeah, do you want to say anything else before we go? Because we have one minute left. I would thank you. Like, I would like to thank you. I would just like, big time. You, Martin, everything you have written, everything you have taught. I would like to, to thank, you know, like also mutual friends and uh, and people who were here, especially Wendy. I'm, I'm the cheering squad of Wendy. So one day we will <laughs> be, I don't know. Weber. Yeah, Wendy when, when Weber, yeah. Uh, Wendy Weber is, um, you know, like... Um, I'll, I'll, I'll join your okay. cheering squad for one. Yeah, yeah. We, okay, I get my pompons, as I say. Um, you know, uh, Beryl Kumar. Um, yeah. As I said, Muna and um, Stephanie, you know, like I, I follow her most of the time. So basically you feel like you're so close, but uh, and then you, you end up having this um, very um, good thing about um, people. Thank you very much. And Thank guess you. what? It's the end of the show. See you next week. It's going to be a great one. And sayonara. Thank you. Thank you for being a part of the show today. Be sure to tune in next Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel for another edition of Hypnosis Everywhere, The Simpson Protocol with host Inez Simpson. We can't wait to have you join us again next week. 